Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It's Friday. That's good news. It's championship weekend. That's good news. And we're at Ramey Motors in Purvis on the Eagle Hour today. That, too, is good news. Happy Friday to you, Bob Getty, in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Uh, my buddies, Michael Mergens, Kelly Santer are down at Ramey Motors in Purvis. We're going to be going down there throughout the show always great stuff to talk about at ramey motors first we want to thank dickie's barbecue pit for sponsoring the show it's friday what better than friday night uh, meal with you and your family at dickie's barbecue they're serving delicious food seven days a week fresh as it can be and uh, they can cater any event for you large or small and uh, we hope that the next time you take the family out you'll give a shot at dickie's barbecue we're pretty confident that you'll be back like i said we're at ramey motors uh We've got Michael and Kelly down there. And, uh, guys, uh, we'll start the show out by talking basketball. And, unfortunately, Kelly Sander, it's the same story. Last night, a fast start for the team as uh, they got out 10 to nothing on a 14-4 and North Texas uh, team. Uh, but they ended up falling 63-54. They had, uh, they had a 10 nothing lead, Kelly, three minutes into the ball game. Uh, lost the lead uh, about halfway through the first half. Went on a bit of a run to, to start the second half, but fell behind and uh, just could not overcome a season-low 17 rebounds and, uh, you know, shooting 40% from the floor. That was the first thing I was going to point out, Bob. When you look at the rebounding totals, North Texas out-rebounded Southern Miss a little over 2-1. to one. And when you, you know, are getting second chances like that uh, repeatedly, it's going to pay off. And the Eagles offensively last night, it was it was a game of streaks. You mentioned that the 10-0 start to begin the first half. Well, I think the second half, they started out on a 9-0 run. That's correct. And, and, took, and took the lead. So when you, when you look at there's 19 points right there, theoretically, that you're, you're out in front and then lose, you know, by nine, uh, that, that just kind of tells you the state of, of the way things were. Now, shooting 40%, you know, that's pretty respectable. The problem was North Texas shot close to 50%, you know, in that ball game. They were getting the ball inside uh, quite a bit. Now, the Eagles did a much better job of, of, of hanging on to the basketball, didn't turn it over near as much as they had in the past. And actually, North Texas didn't do a very good job of hanging on to the ball, and the Eagles were able to convert several of those turnovers into points. So they kept it close. I mean, and I know that that kind of sounds, well, they kept it close. It's not a win. It's not. But North Texas, one of the top teams in the league, Southern Miss covered. For those of you that are, you know, into the the betting stuff and point spreads and things like that. So there was some reason, you know, for encouragement. Isaiah Moore did get back into the ballgame last night after practicing a, a little bit. was really not a factor, per se. You would expect him to be more of a factor now going down the stretch. But, you know, a nine-point defeat at home, and now you got Rice coming in tomorrow. The Owls not as formidable as North Texas. And I think North Texas has won now 
14 out of their last 15 or 13 out of their last 14, something like that. It's ridiculous how, how well the, uh, the mean green is playing. So when you add all that up together, you hate to use the word moral victory uh, because that doesn't count on the, on, on the W side of the ledger. Uh, but there were some there were some things that the Eagles did better yesterday. Right, Still North, not good enough to win against a good team. Yeah, North Texas now fourteen and four, seven and one in conference USA. Golden Eagles dropped to six and thirteen, and one and five in conference play. Another another opportunity tomorrow. Another home game against the Rice Owls. Uh, and I guess Kelly, uh, Kelly, you try to take the positives from this game, carry it into a Saturday afternoon, and, and hope that you can pull one off. And instead of these streaky, you know, these streaks that the Eagles get in, if they can, I still think the best half they've played all year was the first half uh, against Middle Tennessee, you know, on the road, uh, where they they shot the ball very well, they they took care of the basketball, um, but but even as well as they played in that first half, it was only good for a three point lead, you know. But if they can put if they can put two halves together like they did against Middle Tennessee and continue to take care of the basketball like they did last night. Look, if it happens once, it might be an anomaly. But if they can consistently take care of the basketball like they did uh, yesterday and not get you know out-rebounded over 2-1, to one, that, was, that was the key statistic last night, being out-rebounded over 2-1. to one. Uh, It's just not going to work out in, in your favor most times. You know where, where turnovers is the big stat in football that people look for. Turnovers is one of the big statistics in, in basketball. Well, due to the brilliant uh, scheduling of Conference USA, the women were actually in Dallas playing the North Texas women's team. We've discussed this before. Common sense might dictate that they would play the women's game and the men's game in the same place. But, no, the women were in uh, at North Texas – uh, got 30 points out of uh, Quincy Noble, but uh, the Lady Eagles fell 72-66 to North Texas. That's two losses in a row. The Lady Eagles dropped to 11-7, and 3-4. and four. Uh, Little concern, Kelly. I mean, we were talking just a couple weeks ago. They were half a game out of first place in the West and on a streak, and uh, now they got to break a two-game losing streak. And they're going into the part of the schedule now, what you'd call the meat of their schedule, the toughest teams in Conference USA. Rice has always been a really good uh, team on the women's side. So now the Lady Eagles are starting to to, uh, to jog into a headwind uh, as far as the schedule goes. So uh, now they're tough and they're healthy. Uh, so they've got that going for them, but it's always tough to win on the road at any level in any league. So we wish them the best of luck. Uh, right. And they had chances They had chances to go ahead last night, but it seemed like every time the Lady Eagles uh, would get close, then the Mean Green did, you know, answered appropriately and, and just pulled away, and it was consistently, you know, really close game all, all night long. Right. Well, you know, the Lady Eagles still have an opportunity. They're, they're in a pretty good position and uh, still have an opportunity to, uh, to get up near the top of the standings and stay there, get a good seed. In the tournament, and, you know, we've talked about this before, Kelly, but really, and you hate to say this, but in Conference USA, the only thing that really matters is the tournament because that's the only way you're going to get in the postseason. And we've talked, when we talk about the Massey ratings here on the Eagle Hour, we talk about, you know, the number of conferences that that sport Division One teams. And Conference USA is, is usually, you know, right about, right about middle of the pack, maybe slightly above middle of the pack, uh, slightly above meaning, meaning better. So you'd think, well, gosh, if they're middle of the pack, they should get more than one team in the tournament. I hear you. That makes sense. But that's not reality. So it does come down to a, a one-team 
you know, bid for, for both of the teams. So you're exactly right, Bob. It really doesn't matter as much how, how well you're playing during the regular season. Everybody, as it is now, as the rules are now, every team gets to go to the conference postseason tournament, but only one team on the men's side and the women's side will most likely right. be you know, drafted into the, into the NCAA tournament. The good news is Coach McNellis is back healthy. She was uh, at the game uh, last night in Texas, so we were, we were glad to hear that. I'll tell you some positive news for basketball, though, Kelly, and I saw this on social media yesterday where, uh, you know, it was a reminder that, that Jeremy McLean has some big improvements in store for the basketball facility. And uh, being the athletic director that he is, you know, he's invested heavily in, in baseball improvements. And I think here very soon we're going to start seeing some real major improvements in the basketball facilities. And people ask, you know, where's that money coming from? Well, you remember the voters of the city of Hattiesburg. It's been, gosh, two or three years ago now that that extra one penny hotel motel tax was passed. So a lot of that money that's being generated, you know, is going for the athletic facilities at Southern Miss. So. And, and the whole idea behind that tax was that a lot of people that come to town by paying that extra penny are building facilities for the city of Hattiesburg, and, and people in Hattiesburg don't even necessarily have to pay that necessarily if they don't go out to eat or whatever. But you're getting to see now the, the byproduct of that, that tax that was levied a couple of years ago, and that money should continue to, to come in you know, as long as, as long as that stays in effect. So right. things are definitely... Things are definitely looking up facility-wise. No question. Going to be a good day tomorrow on the campus. Uh, you've got a, a baseball scrimmage at 1 o'clock at beautiful Pete Taylor Park that the public's invited to attend. And you've got men's basketball uh, at the Reed Green tomorrow afternoon as they'll take on Rice. And uh, the Lady Eagles will be on the road taking on Rice. So if the weather's like this tomorrow, Santa, it'll be a great day to take in some basketball and baseball on the campus. Yeah, I would. I would think if you're going to go to that baseball scrimmage, though, you might want to bundle up a little because you know the if it, if if the winds would blow in August, like they do in January and right. in February, right. summers would be a little more tolerable here uh, in the Deep South. And I wouldn't want to be using a wooden bat either. Yeah. Uh, you know, tomorrow, well, they won't. They know. won't be, Kelly. <laughs> no. And, and speaking speaking of which, Bob Dakota Baker here at Ramey Motors wants to invite everyone out to the annual Purvis High School Alumni Game, which is scheduled for a week from tomorrow. He guarantees that there will be home runs galore, but with those home runs galore will also come torn hamstrings, uh, ACLs. Well, I'm glad we've got (laughs) him on the show this week because he won't be available for a couple weeks after the alumni game, I'm sure. (laughs) He will be in traction, I'm sure. Let's bring him on the show next. The great Dakota Baker from Ramey Motors and Purvis coming up next. Lots to talk about every time we're at Ramey's, and we're glad to be back. You're listening to the Eagle Hour, broadcasting at Ramey Motors and the Southern Bank Corps Studio here in Hattiesburg. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio. Kelly and Michael at the Ramey Motors in Purvis. Uh, rumor has it Luke Johnson is testing out the gravy train. 
they're running uh, running around the tracks this afternoon, and uh, Luke is settling in up there on the uh, first car. Is that what you hear, Santa? Caviar and uh, La Cé de some of the yes. uh, finest wines Courtesy in the of country. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now and never. Now for from now on. Yeah, we're at we're at Purvis, Bob, and Dakota Baker and Tony Purvis are here. First of all, Dakota, before we talk about everything happening here at Ramey, it's clearly the biggest sporting event, not the NFC and AFC Division Championships, not the Super Bowl in two weeks, but the biggest event will happen a week from tomorrow, the annual Purvis High School. Third annual Purvis High School alumni game, man. We're excited, me and Tony. You know, three years ago, we just pretty much come up with it and said, let's do it, man. I mean, nobody else wants to do it. And we're local guys, and we come back home and they're working. And it's a good time, man. I mean, I'm, I'm working. I'm this close with Tylenol. I'm this close with Tylenol and Icy Hot to sponsor. And if I can get that done, man, that's going to be great. Um, but, yeah, Tony's a big helper with me on that. Me and him share the same passion and all that stuff. So And AAA Ambulance has been notified. We actually have right, to have them right. there. That is actually under insurance. So we got to have a guy there for that. So We're just relieved that you guys are on the show this week because if we were doing this remote, uh, what, two weeks from now, yeah. you, neither one of you would be there. Tony got a pulled hamstring, and I'll probably have a thrown-out shoulder. So, yeah, we'd be both out of commission for there. And the home runs that will be hit will be, I'm sure, grandiose in stories to be told in years to come. i tell you, the first year was awesome, but last year it was terrible. Well, cold probably, huh? No, no. Huh? Last year we had good weather, didn't we, Tony? I mean, yeah. last year, like, and, I mean, everybody can say what's one, but Farler's like, dude, the year before, they didn't have the BB core balls. They used old balls from, from mm-hmm. batting practice, and we were, everybody was hitting those fine. Last year we were using old school bats with BB core balls, and it just, the, like, Jacob Parker was hitting BB core bat, and kidding, poor, that kid's just raw, though. I mean, he's going to be the one we're going all after this year in a home run derby for sure. <laughs> Jacob Parker, one of the star players for Purvis High School to fill in some blanks. So, Tony, tell us what's going on here at the lot here at Ramey's. Yeah, guys, we got a lot of diesel trucks. I don't know if you've been in the market. Kelly, I know you don't watch it like I do, but, man, it is crazy uh, to find a diesel truck. And we got we got a lot full of them. Um, we're a little low on the cars. We'll pick that back up. We know tax time's coming around, so we'll get some, you know, some uh, sedans in. We got a good bit of SUVs as well. But if you're in the market for a diesel truck... <laughs> You ain't going to get a bigger selection than down here in Raymond Motors. Well, then when you're talking about tax refunds, this would be the year to hit Luke Johnson up because I assure you <laughs> next year he will not be getting a, a refund. Yeah, Uncle Joe will be wanting some of that back yeah. on it. Now, he might get to ride off the gravy train. Just wait. You know what Maybe. I mean? Depending on how many cars he's got behind that sucker, we'll see. But, oh, yeah. How have you guys, Tony, been able to keep up with inventory when many consumers will drive by major car dealerships and there's hardly anything on the lot that's just it uh kelly we just never stopped man we just kept going um a lot a lot of dealerships kind of got scared didn't want to get stuck with anything but we wanted to make sure that we had inventory available for our return customers new customers and i'll tell you something that's been a little more surprising this month is man we've been selling people from way out of state you know we get people from florida texas uh tennessee alabama louisiana come up here I mean, we sold one today to a guy who drove six hours. So, I mean, it's just it's crazy with the power of the Internet and just having the inventory. And we got the right inventory. You know, some some lots now, just to fill up spots, they'll just get what they can get. But we're still tedious, you know, staying on, staying on the auctions and uh, just looking and looking and looking and reaching out to individuals when they put their vehicle up for sale. And then, you know, everything here at Ramey Motors, too, man, it goes through a full service and inspection. Um, 
with our ASC uh, certified mechanics, make sure everything's worked out and it's good to go for when you come and purchase it, man. You ain't going to have anything to worry about. Yeah, I, j- I actually just heard one of your guys here on the phone a little while ago saying, no, we, no, we can deliver it to you. He said, no, we're in Purvis. So it was obvious that the person he was talking to is not from here. Absolutely. But how does delivery work? I mean, yeah. So we actually have an in-house guy that does deliver. He's full time here at Ramy Motors. He does. He delivers everything: tractors, um, boats, lawnmowers. He he delivers them all, and he uh, we'll get him to take some vehicles depending on the distance. Um, but we also have some third-party companies we work with. We're actually delivering one tomorrow to Elmer, Louisiana. I'm not sure where that's at, but it's it's. I think I think it was 412 miles or something like that. So a good distance. Um, but yeah, we we work with third-party companies to get them delivered. Um, you know, and then it's a little extra. Uh, you know, when a, a customer is from way out of town, you know, we go and do good videos and and you know try to make it as uh, like the customer was here walking around the vehicles. So. Now on the power sport side, Dakota, tell us what's new here at Ramey Motors. Really, nothing new right now, Sander. But we just got a lot of inventory. Like no, like Tony was saying on their side, you know. You know, it's just like the blackjack table, scared money don't make money. Well, scared inventory can't make you any money, right? So that's how we've taken the approach on the cars and the power sports. And that meant, uh, I think, honestly, um, I would say we probably have seven or eight times the inventory that most of our competitors with Mahindra and Case have down here. I mean, I want to say we probably got over 220, 230 tractors on the ground right now getting ready for tax season. Mowers the same way. I think we've got about 450 mowers. That's going to be huge here in the next few months. It getting warmer, getting into our package deals on those. Honda's not really catching up yet. It's, they're still having manufacturer issues. Um, but now boats, we've got 382 boats on order. Um, and we, we, we're going to do good with the river boats. But this year, you know, we picked up Skeeter. So we got Skeeter Bay boats and bass boats. That's going to be huge for us. Um, we upped our party barge slash pontoon line a lot, too. Last year, we only carried like eight. This year, we have 58. So we're going to, we're, we're ready to hit it wide open here in the next month or so when it's good warm weather. Hopefully hits and stays. It's going to be a lot of fun here. And we got easy finance options on all of them. Our biggest thing new now is we got a tractor lender for 10 years. So you get a lot of these guys that are, you know, weekend warriors, food plot guys, or, hey, I may just, if I'm bored on Saturday, go play on my tractor, and they don't want to spend six, $700 a month on a nice setup. Well, now I've got the option to go 10 years, low interest rates on those as well. So it's going to be a good year at Ramy Motors again. And, well, when that grass wakes up, that's when all these the when mowers. These and, mowers, boy, yeah. it'll be like Grand Central Station. You'll see Gravely's and Husqvarna. Now, when you said you, 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 you're picking up a particular brand, how does that work? What, tell us about the agreements and how it works between you guys and all the manufacturers who I'm sure would love to partner with Ramy Motors. So, you know, G3, of course, is owned by Yamaha. And Yamaha on Skeeter. Um, so, you know, we picked up, uh, we wanted Skeeter at first, and they're like, yeah, you got tractors and you've got lawnmowers. You know, you know, we'll come back to that later. But G3, we hit those guys up, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'd love to have y'all hit it. Uh, we were their number one, you know, up-and-coming dealer that year. Last year, we were their number one dealer in Mississippi. Um, and then right now, like, we're, we've got another brand of tractors that we're looking at. And all you got to do, Kelly, is, man, here's my website. Check it out. And then they, they're like, whoa, whoa. And like same way with Skeeter. Of course, Skeeter come down and seen us because, you know, basically we're selling the John boats and the um, the bass boats and bays and aluminum, which is the same thing as G3 and Yamaha, all paired in the same company, just different divisions. And uh, it was pretty much a no-brainer for them because, I mean, dude, you, you know how we are here. We're going to stack it deep and sell it cheap. And it's always good to have a good credit score, obviously. If your parents' <laughs> kids haven't told you that, you need to learn about credit and how it works. But Tony Purvis, you kind of joke that uh, that sometimes you'll get payments. As you guys can can uh, have payments 
for different people that are that are as low as their credit score. Uh, how true is that, really? Yeah, just like just like Dakota's talking about on the financing end, man. We we've picked up some different lenders that's helped us out, you know, with that as well. So as we grow, lenders take notice just as consumers do. You know, you get bigger, you have inventory. We we can send more deals to these banks than other dealerships are. So they they're knocking at the door to get in with us as well. So. When we have more lenders, more options, that's a lower payment for you. You know, we get we got great uh, great relationships with our banks, and we've been we've built that up. You know, it didn't start that way. So, we got some great lenders that's going to get you the lowest rates at the longest term to keep that payment as low as your credit score. Now, you talked about uh, you talked about how hot diesels are the diesel trucks are right now. Is there anything you can put your finger on as to why? I managed just the market. There's not that many out there. A new one. I had a guy actually I spoke with yesterday that had a new one on order for eight months. And he said he's tired of wait, work, uh, you know, wait. When you know people buy these diesel trucks, they usually put them to work. So he's a truck down. He's making less money. So he he said I can't wait any longer. I need a truck today. So came up here, bought him a diesel truck, and when his new one comes in, he'll either trade it in or you know have two trucks. It just depends, but. And that's the thing with, like Dakota was speaking on, on, on this new inventory. You know, you come and you get a tractor, you don't have to wait for it to be ordered. And, you know, there's nothing we can do on that. This all up to the manufacturer. We actually have them on the lot. You can buy them, put them on a trailer, and take them home with you. So that's a big thing. That's kind of what the new market's going to, you know, on the on the vehicles. It's We can't get one here, but you can come in and order it, and we'll let you know when it, when it comes in. So. Well, Dakota Baker knows about having to wait because as he is building his new celestial palace, he's going to have to wait on the slab is poured, but the slab is done. You're going to have to wait on the windows, buddy. Windows, I got them. They're about. I'm on. I was told 14, 16 weeks. Can I'm you believe that? No, I'm saying 20. So I'm I'm two months in. I'm optimistic. I mean, but I mean, who knows, dude? It's it's a crapshoot right now. You know that, dude. It's just no, but but to the point that Tony makes, you don't have to wait twenty weeks. When oh you no, come here. no, 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 no. That's, that's another thing here, man. I mean, and then we're still buying off Facebook. Tony and them do really good. I mean, like really six months ago is when I think they were doing the best. They was like, man, how in the world do you have inventory? Auctions were kind of yeah, just iffy and out of the way. And but dude, Facebook has been good with us on our side, Power Sports, and Tony and them gets great deals on Facebook. You know, buying and selling. No auction fees, no dealer fees. Bam, bam, we cut you a check and hit the road. So We're going to continue live from Ramey Motors. Bob Getty will rejoin us in a moment as Sir Elton John takes us into the break. We're glad that you're with us on this Friday edition of the Eagle Hour, where it's always Southern Miss to the top. We'll be back in a moment. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back. I want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. It'll be a great weekend for you to stop down on Hardy Street and get you some new Southern Miss baseball apparel, baseball just around the corner. Also want to say hello and thank you to 4th Street Bar and Grill. They'll have all the NFL championship games on the TV Sunday afternoon. They have great lunches five days a week, still just $8.95, and it's just a great atmosphere 
and a great bunch of guys at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We know that you'll enjoy whatever time you can spend there. All right, Kelly and Michael are at Ramey Motors in Purvis. I'm at the Southern Bank Course Studio in Hattiesburg. Now, Kelly, yesterday and the last couple of days, we've been talking about Southern Miss moving on to uh, the Sun Belt. The fact that the Conference USA logos are off the field. I'm hearing all kinds of rumors. Heard a rumor today that there's some negotiation taking place about the TV partnerships. I've heard people say things like, well, Southern Miss is a charter member. There's nothing they can do to stop Southern Miss from leaving. They owe Southern Miss. But having been involved myself in uh, some business transactions in the communications industry and you being a businessman, having an insurance uh, business of your own, Nothing takes place in the business world, Kelly, without lawyers negotiating the final details. And I suspect that's what's occurring right now. Attorneys for Conference USA talking to attorneys uh, representing the uh, universities that may want to leave early. Uh, You know, you're going to have to negotiate some sort of arrangement, I would think, with the TV partnership. Because how does it affect the TV partnership standing with the carrier if, you know, three of the schools are gone. So I just think that there's probably a lot of negotiation uh, taking place. Your thoughts about that? Billable hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> two terrible words there. Let me yeah. tell you right there. Change order. <laughs> yeah. Billable hours for sure. But but on the other, from the logistics standpoint, Bob, you've, you've got athletic directors too, that now if this move is going to take place, okay, well, what happens to the contracts with the other schools that you've got that you have games with, right, all right? right? Conference USA has the problem then of filling gaps of the Conference USA schools that are leaving. The schools that are playing the Conference USA teams that were already on the schedule, they then have to, to plug in those those empty spaces. The Sun Belt has to rearrange its schedules if indeed it goes to an East and West division, which certainly makes sense, and we've broken that down for the listeners you know, in the past that Southern Miss would be in the Western Division. Okay, well, then your uh, cross-conference game schedule is all messed up. The only thing that would not be problematic would be your pre-conference games, if you will, your your non-cons, which Southern Miss opens against Liberty at Hattiesburg. Then they go to... The University of Miami, Games. yeah, down on uh, down on South Beach, uh, which you know I like to frequent South Beach. Uh, oh yeah, every once in a while, uh, yeah, down there in my speedo, I look like a Bartlett pair with a rubber band. Yeah, around that's me. a sight that you could probably just leave out with the weekend here, Santa. <laughs> okay, but then but then you got uh, you got Tulane from the AAC, you know, another one of those. So there there are a lot of moving parts in this. I don't think that anybody. We'll be surprised if and when that announcement comes. But until stuff is set in concrete, that the concrete starts to harden a little bit, will people be really safe and comfortable, you know, with making an announcement? Bob, a postscript to what you were talking about, 4th Street. One of the college publications, uh, uh, truly in, in just for the sake of good hardcore journalism, has published a report of the best bars in each college town and and in Hattiesburg 4th Street Bar and Grill wow was named the best the champion school yes i'm just glad it didn't say roper the, the best the best school bar for fans that may come in out of town if they want to go to a, a hangout that where a lot of fans for that particular school will be so congratulations to 4th Street Bar and Grill and that 
Yeah, that, and that's not publicity you can buy. I think that's right. an independent that's, person. That's all hard work and grit, man. Yeah, all so right. I think, uh, you know, again, chronologically, you would hope that a decision would be made public um, in mid to late February. If it gets into mid to late March, then you have to think, is it going to happen at all? But I think it, I think it probably is. And I'm not saying I that so. I don't think it will. I, I, in fact, think it is probably going to happen, but I don't think it's as easy as some people no. think, uh, you know, think that it should be. All right, uh, a few minutes left in this set. We'll get Mergens involved here, uh, talk some NFL football. It's championship weekend. But before we get to that, Kelly, you, you had a few little tidbits that you wanted to share with me, I understand. Yeah, Bob, it, it, the Washington football team, the powers that be in Washington, are reportedly going to unveil the mascot that has been chosen uh, going forward. And our sources are telling us that that announcement will come next Tuesday or Wednesday. And when that announcement comes, they will be called the Washington Commanders. Well, the, the, fact, that, the fact that it's being announced on the Today Show on NBC tells you, you know, it's going to be a woke name. And uh, that would fall <laughs> right into that category. I mean, how, how absolutely yeah. pathetic is that, the Washington yeah. Commanders? Well, the, the fans, in a poll conducted by several media sources in D.C., the fans wanted r- Red Wolves, but apparently there was some uh, copyright problems with the term uh, Red Wolves. I don't know you know, what, what the story is there, but, but that's why Red Wolves uh, was rejected. Some of the fans also wanted Warriors, but again, the, the ownership said that... Oh, can't go down that road. Native, yeah, the Native American that gets you back to square one. As far as that goes, but but the management, I guess the number two choice was admirals, oh God, as opposed to, God. to commanders. <laughs> Ain't there an NHL team that had or my? Oh right? my! There's God. an admiral something. Uh, Gulfport High School. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> yeah, Michael, Michael's there. Michael Burgess, I want to ask you this question about all this, and we're going to see this Sunday. How how can we watch Sunday? Uh, the beating of a big giant Indian drum, uh, a nickname like the Chiefs, and seventy thousand fans doing the the Native American chant and the tomahawk chalk, uh, what do you call it, uh, throughout the game, and that doesn't offend anybody. But the name Redskins was so offensive they had to destroy the history of the franchise. Well, it does offend people because I, I mentioned to you off air that there's been quite a few editorials in Kansas City newspapers with people calling for a, a change there. I think the thing with Washington, though, is because of its location, its position within the country. But I guarantee Kansas City is next on the list. Didn't you say that you you kind of experienced the same thing uh, with the university in your home state of Illinois years ago? Oh, yeah. In fact, now they don't even use the uh, Chief Alinawick mascot anymore because the NCAA threatened to pull all uh, postseason games at the University of Illinois. There's still the fighting Illini, uh, but they just don't use the imagery of Chief, Chief Illiniwick anymore. And see, I don't, I don't understand because Kansas City and Chicago are not that far apart, you know, geographically. Very short. Yeah, but clearly the, the only thing more offensive than the Chiefs nickname would be the Bears offense. <laughs> Um, as long as they leave the Atlanta Braves out of it, I'm good. They need to leave them alone. Where's that rim shot? You know, but I tell you or, what, Michael, me. have you have you noticed just one year out of 750 that the Bengals play well? He's gotten really arrogant about our team. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Taking cheap shots at us right and left, just strutting around like he's a uh, man, Santa. I don't, I don't know. Well. Man. 
No, we better enjoy it now, Bob, because trust me, nothing will send fear down the spines of every other NFL team than when they're told they have to play the Commanders. <laughs> I think Cincinnati's yeah. really got a, a lot a lot ahead of them in the year, man. The next four or five years, Cincinnati, a good draft oh, this don't year. Don't encourage him. Don't, don't hey, encourage I, him, Tony, Tony used to be a big Bengals fan. Oh, well, I used to give him so much trouble. What do you mean oh, you yeah. used to be, Tony? I'm not, I'm, I am. <laughs> See the hesitation. I got, in I, got, there? I got tired of losing. Kelly. Yeah, but he was, he was diehard. I'll give it to Tony. He was. I'm like. I mean, I was a Denver Broncos and a Saints fan, and and he's like, I'm a Bengals fan. I'm like, what? Well, yeah. who's the Bengals? Bob, speaking of the Saints, there yeah, are talk about that of, rumor. Yeah, there are reports out of New Orleans today that New Orleans Saints uh, players, uh, particularly Cameron Jordan, has reached out to Aaron Rodgers mm. about Aaron Rodgers coming to New Orleans to be a quarterback for the Saints next year, and that other uh, Saint uh, players are on board with this. So apparently that discussion has started. Of course, you can't do anything without a coach. Yeah. Well, yeah we got 61, 61 uh, negative over the – or 61 over the salary cap. So I don't know how you're going to raise 61 million. We're going to have to defer but. some money. Who's the guy for the Mets? Uh, <laughs> That's Daryl Strawberry? No, no, the one that got his contract and his Bobby Benigni. Benigni. Benigni or Bobby Benigni. The guy had to do something like that. That's smart. <laughs> Saints, if y'all are listening in, get with me. We can we can make it happen. <laughs> However, if Ramey Motors, they can work it out for the Saints. There we go. We'll figure I like it out. That. We got 20, yeah. 20 year that. financing. <laughs> low APR on that, too. For, for payments for a as new low as your credit. Yeah. yeah. For a new quarterback, um, yeah. But Las Vegas, though, Las Vegas has Russell Wilson as the favorite. To go to, go to New Orleans, the Saints. I, 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 I think I would take uh, Rodgers over Russell Wilson. But I think Rodgers would be immediate, just boom, help, and like you could possibly, you're yeah. a very good contender. But I'd like Russell still kind of young, and I think he's still got a couple good years yeah. in him. But, hey, look at Brady, look at Rodgers. They're, they're, I mean, they're not young, and they're still performing very well. Yeah, look look at Brady, Kelly. Look at Brady, the GOAT, Kelly, the GOAT. <laughs> I was going to say the only reason that Dakota Baker can get away with saying the goat Kelly Tom Brady on this show is because he's paying for it. The today. goat <laughs> Kelly, the goat. <sighs> we'll be back to talk yeah, more about the goat, one. Kelly's favorite player, and uh, we'll get our we'll get all the guys and Michael involved, and we'll uh, we'll pick the NFL championship game winners this weekend. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. Final edition of the Eagle Hour on a Friday afternoon from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg and Ramey Motors down in Purvis. Glad you're with us and appreciate you tuning in across the network and, of course, uh, various podcasts that are available. Maybe Michael can update us on those here in a minute. I'm always kind of shy about telling you which ones they are because I uh, have a tendency uh, to get that kind of thing mixed up. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming championship uh, games this weekend. But before we do, Kelly, we've got a really great guest lined up uh, Monday that you've set up for us. And I hope we can spend a good bit of time with it Monday. Let our listeners know who it is. Tim Floyd, former basketball coach of the Chicago Bulls and uh, former coach of Iowa State University. Tim Floyd's dad 
was Jeep Floyd, who was a longtime basketball coach at Southern Miss, and uh, Tim Floyd's a Hattiesburg native, and went to Oak Grove High School. So we're going to talk about uh, about a little bit about Southern Miss basketball and how close was he ever to becoming a a basketball coach at Southern Miss. He's now retired, living in Pearl River County. It'll always be uh, great to talk to Tim Floyd. You know, he had great years with Iowa State University, and then the Bulls came and hired him away, and, and I was joking with him. I said, why... Why would you, you could have been at Iowa State your entire life and made a really good living and never been fired, and you, now you're going to the Bulls? Why would you go to the Bulls? He said, I got eight million reasons. Wow. <laughs> wow. Michael, I, I got to believe you grew up as a Bulls fan, did you not? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the great Chicago Bulls. And uh, so that'll be a great interview. I'm, I'm really glad you got that uh, done. You know, surprising, Kelly, how many former. Uh, professional athletes coaches and really professional sports figures finish their careers and come back here to, re- to retire in this area i think it says a lot about south mississippi well and we've got two of them with us you know dakota dakota baker and tony purvis right here <laughs> well only semi-retired because they're going to be back in action in two we're weeks back in action. I'm, we're, we're signing a contract after next yeah. week with somebody yeah. i don't know how much action there's going to be other than by the medics yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. urgent care clinics will be open uh, after the game I want to say hello to our good buddies at the D-Bat and D-1 training. It's a great time now to take your child to D-Bat. The batting cages, special instructions, a great pro shop we know they're going to like. And if you're an adult athlete and want to fine-tune your sport, whatever sport that is, they have trainers at D-1 that can tailor-fit a program for you and help you to be the very best that you can be. Uh, in uh, your sport of choice. So D1, D-Bat, appreciate them. They're on Harley Street, beautiful facility, and uh, they'd be glad uh, to see you. All right, it's a championship weekend, and uh, we've got all kinds of guys down there in Purvis that are going to pitch their opinions in here. But let's start. We want to hold Kelly for for the last. So let's start on the NFC side. When we have, uh, the, I guess, the third game this year. And I think this, I think, first of all, it's fair to say a lot of people are surprised these are the two teams in the NFC Championship, San Francisco and uh, Los Angeles. Now, Kelly Sander, you got to admit, I've been on the, I've been on the 49er bandwagon since the playoffs started. I, I just have this sense that the 49ers are a team of destiny, and I think they're going to win the game Sunday. How do you see it? I agree. I agree. I think they're going to beat the Rams. You know, people always say, oh, it's tough to beat a team three times in one year. But the fact of the matter is when you go back through NFL history, when that has happened in this type of situation, the team that won the first two games is 14-8 and eight hmm. when it comes to the third game. Mm-hmm. I like the Niners. How about you, Michael? Yep, 49ers. All right, let's get our two guests, the, the two baseball celebrities that we have on the show with us. Dakota, you go, and I'm then let's actually, get Tony's uh, pick. I'm actually going opposite. I think Cooper Cup and Cam Akers go really hard on the offensive side with Matthew Stafford throwing to them. And I look for uh, oh Miller. I think he's going to show his veteran stuff this uh, this coming up weekend. It's going to be. I think. I think LA wins by a touchdown or two. Seriously, Tony. My wife won fantasy football this year. Can't believe I'm saying that on radio. But uh, how proud you must be! Yeah. Well, her her two receivers was uh, Cup and Chase. 
and she dominated this year. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep. I'm going to go with Cup as well. I think the Rams win. I'd love to see Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl. He's number nine. We just discussed. Yeah, the he's a, and he's of nine. Very he's deserving. A, he's a good dude too. Yeah. Very deserving. Yeah. So and Cooper yeah, Cup, I'm going to go Rams. Cooper Cup should be the MVP of the league. It yeah, triple it crown. It doesn't have to always be a quarterback. All right, only a minute left. Let's let's get to the big game. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs and their run around in the backyard quarterback against Kelly Cincinnati Bengals. Kelly. And Tony Purvis's Bengals. <laughs> That's um, right. I'm going to take the Bengals, Bob. All I'm right. going to take the Bengals. Michael, is Kelly's dream going to come true? I'm hoping so because I've, I've been rooting for the Bengals for quite a while. They have the same colors as my high school. So, yeah, I'm going Bengals. Now, if we can just get the Browns in there next year. I'd... Yeah. All right, guys, how about it? Shingles, Bengals, what it don't matter. Burrow and Chase by 10, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right, Joey B. He's going to do it. They didn't win a playoff game since I was born in 1990. So this, they're just going to win Listen it all this year. They're going, they're going, they're going. I, I, I got them picked all the way. That's who I'm going with. I'm putting my eggs in the basket right now. Day. All right, you have two teams of destiny in the Super Bowl. The That's Cincinnati it. Bengals and the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, oh man. And that, a, will be a, that will be a breath of fresh air, Santa. But it'll be also the third time that those two teams have the only two times the Bengals have been in the Super Bowl. How did those turn out, Kelly? They were beaten by the 49ers, by Joe Montana. (laughs) Montana. And you you guys, thanks for your support of the Bengals. Do you you take Venmo? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I'm sending you my wife, so I don't have have one. I want to thank uh, Remy Motors for having us down. I appreciate them always inviting us. Uh, We'll look forward to being down there again next month. Until Monday at 1 o'clock, Southern Miss. To the the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.